Hello and welcome back to episode 49 of the TNC podcast. We had Angus Gunn out last time and arguably this is a bigger guest. We are with the man who <laughs> wakes me up every single morning on my alarm clock. Yeah. Some mornings it's a great thing, some mornings I do switch you. Um, this morning I left you on best breakfast show though you can say whatever you like you just called me a bigger guest than Angus Gunn and we're not talking in physical size no we're talking in mental size and influence on the county well that's very kind of you goalkeeping many many might dispute that isn't it Conrad I could just spread myself and nothing would go past me hello boys how are you? you I'm very well thank you and I'm delighted well first of all I'm delighted that Angus was my warm up yeah, and I'm delighted that after badgering you two for ages to come on this podcast, yeah. finally and vodcast, finally I am here. Vodcast because what's what I call it? It's a vodcast because I I, I watch you're it. You're on the vodka now. <laughs> if only I watch it, and um, I also take you guys in my ears when I go on my long walks. Yes, yeah, man, yeah, I love it. What was the last long walk you went on with us in your ears? Uh, Angus Gunn. No, whereabouts was the walk? Overstrand. Overstrand. Oh, yeah, I thought it was a good listen. Nice. Yeah, it's good listening. I like that. I like hearing where people have consumed the content. Mm, It's very enjoyable. I mean, Overstrand is is a lovely place. It is a lovely place. And actually, you guys were going on for, I think, an hour that podcast was. I mean, most of always go on. This could probably go on for (laughs) for even longer. Yeah, no, you, Nick. This might be the marathon. (laughs) Three hours. Um, Well, I've got a lot to say. Where should we start? (laughs) The last game? Oh, hang on. Let me just drop a word in. Investment. Right. Let's leave the heavy stuff to the end. Because let's start light and fluffy. Where's Houlihan? Fantastic. I have. To, I was absolutely thrilled with the way that last week was handled. I think the guy has been a legend for our football club. I think he's been a fantastic servant. I first saw Wes Houlihan play when he was playing for Blackpool. Mm, I was yeah. up in the northwest, and a friend of mine. Of course, you were. A friend of mine. <laughs> Just chilling in Blackpool. <laughs> I used to love Blackpool. Really? Oh, I used to go. No. I used to go and people watch in Blackpool. <laughs> oh, I, people watch. Honestly, yeah. I, used to, I was living in in Manchester at the time. And there's nothing better than getting on a train on a Saturday and just going and watching people in Black because Blackpool's like Great Yarmouth with more lights. I was literally about to say that. A wonderful place. It's just a magnet for everyone. But I used to go to the ground there. This is before they went to the Premier League and they, they actually, had two stands. They had two that stands. That was it. They had yeah. two stands. <laughs> yeah. I went and saw Norwich there and they, they scored from a corner because yeah. the wind blew it yeah. in. <laughs> you really need to work out. I think managers would look at the weather forecast in the Irish Sea Absolutely. Uh, before they actually set up their tactics. But I went to go and see them play and this one player really caught my eye it was Wes Houlihan mm. so when we signed him for £250,000 I remember thinking this guy's great he's so creative and it took him a bit of time to get going but there are certain players that fit with certain philosophies I think a lot of that was to do with Paul Lambert's time in the mm. club but I think he's been a brilliant servant and the, the best thing for me was when I mean because it was I was in the Barclay that ball when it hit his foot uh, off his foot on Saturday was going nowhere near the net <laughs> but to get a deflection and a double ricochet mm. off both crossbars and, uh, and to go, or both posts and to go Perfect. in was brilliant. And the, the love for Wes was superb to see. Now I know you are, you are a true Barkley boy, aren't you? Mm. Are you a bit of a raucous fan in there? Or are you a... Well, I, I love it. I love it because <laughs> I sit around people who should know better because there's one guy in front who I know what he does for a, for a, for a job. Um, and he probably knows what you do for He a knows job exactly well. what I do for a job and he's a GP actually, this guy. He knows exactly who he is because I know he watches this as well. And um, his behaviour is outrageous in the Barclay. And this is a guy, you know, who's a, yeah. you know, who's a bastion of society. Yeah. And um, he was giving the Leeds fans some. Oh, yeah. On, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, but I, I, I'm a Barclay boy. I love it. I love the atmosphere. I couldn't sit anywhere else in the ground because to me it's like a library. Wes Houlihan 
one more year question mark no 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 not in that camp not for me no i'm not in that camp i can understand why people are in that camp i think that the difficult thing is when you come and see how he influenced the game on saturday and the fact Mm -hmm. that he played he was on the pitch with madison and it worked very well i can understand why fans would say that but the guy's 36 Mm -hmm. i think he's coming to the end of his career I think probably he can go and sign a, a contract elsewhere, which will be more than okay. one year overseas. Mm. And so I think it's right for the club to let him go. And I think, you know, I know we're going to come on to investment later. Mm. We talk about a long-term plan. Wes is not in our long-term so plan. How, so what's your instant reaction to the news about Alex might be given a, a new contract yeah. extension? Yeah, well, that's that's fizzed around quite a lot, hasn't it, over yeah. the past couple of months. So actually, I have to say, I've, I, this is a development that's really moved in the last 24 hours, mm. that he might now be getting a... I mean, Paddy Davitt used the hashtag no circus, and we know when Paddy Davitt... So no circus. This means business. So we are talking proper business now. Paddy, that's an endorsement. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think, it, it, for me personally, I find Tessie one of those frustrating players. There's a couple mm. of times that you watch him and you think, "Oh, why have you done that?" By and large, I think he's a rock. Mm. Um, and therefore, with our long-term vision, I should imagine what we're thinking is keep someone like that who has got credibility and who we know can do a mm. job and look to bring somebody else beneath him. He's, he's going to be a good tutor for whoever comes in next in that role. I, I'm struggling to understand the, the Tessie renewal. I think he's a good player, a good squad player. Money. But probably quite expensive. Oh, God, yeah. You've yeah. got, for me, Tom Tribal over Tete. Mm. Louis Thompson is going to be back next season. Ben Arguably Godfrey. over Tete. Mm. Ben Godfrey's now coming through. Mm. We're, we're starting to play more youth players that's three players that arguably mm. should play ahead of Tete. I suppose the th- I think that's a very good point, Chris. But I suppose the thing is now, Nick, is we saw all of them them, them uh, things from the players saying how much of an influence not only Wes was on the pitch but mm. off yeah. the pitch. Yeah. You lose a Wes Houlihan, you probably yeah. lose a Russell Martin in the yeah. summer. Where's yeah. your leaders? I think, Alex Tete is probably cu- the only one. A couple of things to say about that, and I agree with you entirely. Actually, I have to say. When I saw it, I was not jumping up and down for joy, but I wasn't in the camp of, oh, we shouldn't have done that. I think what people don't realise is when you're signing players, if we're going to get rid of Teddy, who would have been on a a contract, we probably could have taken his wages down because we could have arguably said, look, last contract you signed was in the Premier League. We've been down here in the Championship. We're in the Championship against next year. So if you want to play for us, this is what we're offering. There would have been a small agent's fee and there might have been a small sign-on fee for him. If we're going to go out into the market and we're going to buy somebody who you say is young, who's hungry, mm. if you listen to things like the Football League podcast, they'll give you loads of names of people who are playing uh, in League 2, League 1, who could fill that role. You will be surprised at the fees that these clubs want for these players. On top yeah. of that, you'll be surprised by the amount of money those players want. And so yeah. I think if you look at the financial package, actually at a boardroom level, it might make more sense to renew mm. Teddy rather than to go for some of these Place. less exciting I accept yeah it's just going to be a fascinating summer isn't it because yeah. I think for, for me it's actually more about the players we sell yeah. and buy when you've got the likes of Naismith yeah. Jarvis Russ Tete these yeah. are players all yeah. on Premier League wages right yeah. so well, I if think, you don't get rid of them and by the way who wants to buy them with well, respect this, this is the problem who this, the hell wants to buy yeah. Stephen Naismith yeah. and, why, and why would Stephen Naismith want to go so think about yeah, happy we budge up at, at Hearts who owns Hearts um, and you think about the amount of money coming in via the SPL, it yeah. is a fraction of the money coming yeah, into the absolutely. championship. Their buying power is minimal. The gate at Tynecastle, I think, is around the 16,000, 17,000 marks. It's a completely different financial model. A lot more than Ipswich. We've got yeah, a lot more. Yeah, yeah. that fantastic. Um, but God, how depressing is that, by the way? <laughs> what? What, that you're smaller than hearts? <laughs> well, how Naismith, enjoyable for us. <laughs> Naismith could be going to Ipswich, who knows? It'd be a great signing for them. I'd drive them oh, down they, there. They haven't got the money. No. How Come much on. do you, but the they thing, can't afford a pot to piss in? The, can they? What, what, what I love about these kind of conversations is because we have these in the bar. How much do we think these players are on? I Who? don't know if we. Naismith. Well, Naismith, yeah. He must more, be more than me. He, well, he must be it, definitely thirty. 
definitely 30 a week. I would imagine it's more, yeah, 30, Minimum, 40. minimum yeah, 30, which is far too expensive yeah. for where we're at yeah. now. Yeah. End of. Yeah, so. and I, I'd agree. And I don't think that, I don't think Naismith <clears throat> is the future. I think we have to look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen that with James Madison coming through this year. Mm-hmm. And so I agree. I think we've got to move those players on. Jobs, yeah. we've got to move them on. No doubt but about what, it. But what is ridiculously frustrating for me, and Jack brings up this point about having a leader, having experience, we've had that this year, and Danny Farker has not used it. We had Russ at the start of the season. We had Wes at the start of the season. We had Naismith at the start of the season. And these are players that, you know, you're saying that we need experience, but we've had that. And I think there's a lot of talk. I suppose you need that that leader who can also lead on the pitch. I don't think Russ is that player. But there's a difference. But there's a difference between someone with experience and a leader. Tete, not a leader. Mm. Sorry. Mm. And a lot of fans will disagree with this and say, well, he's been at the club, so therefore he deserves a captaincy. Utter shit. Utter shit. Can we throw on this podcast? Yeah. You're oh, that is so anymore. liberating. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> for me, for me I, I would want someone that's going to bark. And, and again, like, I've found out this season, Evo Pinto's not a captain. Could it, could it be Grant Hanley? He's a, oh, I love absolutely, Grant Hanley. Absolutely. 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 Proper barker. Yeah, yeah. And a bully. But, but the thing about Grant Hanley, though, for me, he's the metronome at the back of the defence. If you look at the way that he's talking to people... So, but, sorry, 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 Nick. So he, he just, makes... No, 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 just explain that word, because that was beautiful. He makes the... You know what a metronome is? No, no idea. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 with you, yeah. He makes the, uh, God, that was do you want a dictionary, boys, for this? <laughs> he, makes the, he makes the defence tick. Yeah. And if you just watch him, actually more, more than closer, Definitely. The, the way he's communicating with that back line all the time, and yeah. the way that he's talking in front of him as well, I think you're absolutely spot on with yeah. Hanley. I think he's a great, great, great capture. But, get, I mean, again, this is a guy, sorry to, to do the history of this, this is a guy who was coming through at Blackburn. Yeah. He was a great talent. He was yeah. coming through when, when they had a bit of money. money. Venkies were, were getting involved. Is in this when club. you were people watching in Blackburn? This is when well. I was people watching <laughs> in Blackburn. Yeah, no, it's not as good as Blackpool, Blackburn. Um, and then he went up to Definitely Newcastle. Not. He would not have come down on small wages either. I can't believe Newcastle sold him. I absolutely mm. cannot mm. believe it. My favourite thing about Hanley is he's, he always looks a second away from, from murdering someone. Yeah, yeah. He, he constantly looks on the yeah. edge, and I'm, I love I'm, that. I'm so fine with yeah. that. I'm no. so fine with it. Speaking of um, old Timmy K, did you see the um, the the Instagram post and the Twitter post of him? Oh, well, with you? Well, yeah, I mean, we'd we'd got on the the old off road bikes yeah. plug. If you want to sponsor the podcast, you can. Um, Have you used an Ofo bike? I bet you've had so many complaints. I bet you've had so many complaints about the Ofo bikes. We have had a few, yeah, because well, only because they get left on the side they're of pavements. Li- they are yeah. super. I love them. Yeah, I, I love them. I like the fact they're yellow as well. Well, what other colour could they be? Well, this are, is are it. they yellow in Cambridge as well? Yeah, like, they are because yeah. they're, they're also orangey yellow in there. Anyway, Timmy K. He had a picture with us on the off-road bikes. Did he ask you for a picture? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're the guy from the podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Before that Wes Houlihan goal, though, yeah. the first 44 minutes, we looked poor, didn't we? And, it, and I suppose it was it was the story of our season. Slow, mm. hadn't had a shot on target until that point. God. I don't think Wes, Wes's goal actually counts as a shot on target, does it? But if I... N- well, yes. It, well, yeah, well, it, but, but by default. But if I said to you, my frustration, I don't know if you agree with this, watching this, or if you boys agree with this, is that sometimes we look really good until we get into the final third. Then the final third, decision making, and Definitely. I find myself screaming at them. Yeah. And I find it, so, and I have to say, I find Josh Murphy so frustrating to watch. But for Josh Murphy, now I feel sorry for this lad. Maybe it's because his brother was transferred out of the club, and yeah. it was big when you lose your twin and he's going elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but I think the guy needs to go and see a psychotherapist, and I think he needs to go and see a body language expert. I think he needs a psychotherapist because I think, you know, when you're working in that kind of intense environment mm. with 27,000 people <coughs> screaming at you, 
what we really need to do is get on his side and give him a bit of encouragement. Yeah. And maybe somebody needs to work with him through his mental decisions in the last point of the... When, he, when he's coming up yeah. to the box, that last ball. And secondly, the body language. One thing that really frustrates me about him is that his shoulders drop, he looks hunched, and people are screaming, come on, run for the it. And it looks lackluster. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I That's why actually... you love Hanley, because you see yeah. that boy running yeah. all over the yeah. pitch. And I can exclusively reveal that the club is working with a psychologist. Yeah. But the players this season yeah. have had to actually purchase that service themselves. That's poor. It is poor, definitely, because sure, psychology sure is... enough money to it. <laughs> psychology is a key yeah. part. Well, it's a key yeah. part of the game, and I totally yeah. agree with what you're saying, Nick. I think that... And, and actually, when, when we went one down to Cardiff mm. at home, the game before, game over. Yeah. Shoulders drop, everyone. Yeah. Even Grant yeah. Hanley, gone. To counter that, and I think, I think you're right for 99%, though... Josh Murphy's performance in the second half, I think he was woeful in the first half. The second half, yeah. he was brilliant. Yes, he was. And we've only seen glimpses of that. Aston Villa away, Aston Villa at home, maybe once, other way. Murphy's yeah, been unplayable. That Vin- second 45 minutes, I thought he was excellent. Villa at home, he was actually brilliant for the second half. Yeah. He was, he was brilliant from that wonderful mm. goal. And mm. I must be on you know, again, I, I read the game as much as you can read the game as a fan. Um, but when he cut inside, I absolutely bellowed at the top of my voice, don't hit it he hit it <laughs> and it flew into the top corner and I was the first person jumping up and down calling him a genius so there's a huge lack of consistency but, in what I'm saying yeah. but I don't think he was brilliant for the first he skied most of them this season so I yeah. respect the fact that you said that <laughs> yeah. definitely yeah. definitely. I do find him frustrating but I do think we need to work with him however I didn't, it's just I'm one sure, pass I'm though. sure you've seen though that they're Leicester Crystal Palace apparently lining up 11-12 million pounds for him whether that's true or not who knows okay. and then there's more rumours which I don't know if they have I, I don't know if he's got credibility about James Madison and thirty million pound mark, which yeah, sounds yes, please, which sounds fantastic. Thirty million, I'll take it. Yes, please, absolutely, absolutely take but, it. But but I think it's not just Josh Murphy. Let's not just pick on him. I think all of the attacking players in the final third. We're only one pass away. We, I've said it every yeah. single away yeah. game yeah. season I've been to. All the home games, it's just one pass. But you I suppose it doesn't help when you when you've got a striker on the pitch who hasn't scored for twelve games or whatever. Yeah, well, absolutely. In, in, in Oliveira. Yeah. Well, what, what about I love Sabeni though? Oh, like this, sorry, me, right, me, this guy me, makes me laugh. I just had this feeling that you yeah. would back him up. Actually, the thing about no, I'm not backing him up. But the thing about Sabeni, no, 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 Big D on this podcast. Oh, yeah, okay, the thing about the Big D, D on this, uh, the thing about Big D, and I loved it because we all went and googled his goals in Germany, yeah. and none of them were that spectacular. Ooh, but yeah. they, they were okay. Yeah. Um, the one goal he scored. Mm. I think one of you boys said it, but somebody said on the radio on Canary Call, they said, "Oh, he got his goal. It was a great finish." It was a dreadful finish. Was it? Oh, cut, watch it again. It was over no, his shoulder. No, it was no, 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 absolutely. I'm with it him. was an awful Under, finish. It, he hit it at the goalkeeper. It was in between the goalkeeper's legs. <laughs> no, right. I have played at Carrow no. and I have stood on the six-yard line and even I have managed to get the ball in the back of the net without hitting the goalkeeper. With respect. He hit it straight at his legs. So with, you didn't celebrate the goal? Of course I did. I was jumping up and down for joy. With but, respect, Delia's mum could have scored that. A goal to goal. Goal to goal. It is the back of the net. I don't care goes it. Simple chance. Simple so it was a simple chance. So it was Wes Hulan's goal at the weekend. At, at it was a total not a fluke, but it was a joyous fluke. But I think with Sabeni, I look, I really, really want this guy to succeed. And what I would say is I think his approach play, I think people are knocking him, I think his approach play isn't bad. He holds up the ball, but then the problem is there's nothing around him. But Jerome did that, and Nelson the very We shouldn't we shouldn't sold we shouldn't sold Jerome. I hate the argument yeah. with the burning passion. Oh Sabeni's alright, he works hard. They all work hard, and actually Nelson Oliveira works a hell of a lot harder than Yeah, but the problem is I think he does. His work attitude hard. shite, mind. 
accepted. Yeah, but... I think he, I think he does work hard. I think you're right. I understand your frustration, but actually, my my frustration is more more the the, the dugout and the fact that you've got a player there who holds it up, can bring other play, mm-hmm, players in, mm-hmm. but then you see him so many times back to goal. He's got the ball at his feet. You've got Josh, Josh Murphy coming this way. He's got nothing. Yeah, he, and he's Josh he's Murphy coming up this way. I don't think he is. Well, up this well, way. no, he's not. He's crawling up this way, and we're shouting, "Go faster!" <laughs> so yeah. My favourite thing about Sabeni is it, it feels like a comic book. We've kind of bought this guy who no one knows about in Germany. He's just living the dream in Norwich. <laughs> By the way, he doesn't <laughs> smile. Another thing is no, he, he doesn't, doesn't smile. No, he, no, honestly, <laughs> seriously, he doesn't smile. No. If anyone can get a picture of Sabeni smiling, TNC will follow no. them. Because uh, I'm telling you now. Wow. <laughs> is that the best we've got? We'll give them a, That's a big deal. We'll give them the mug that Nick has drunk. What? 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, but you can have that mug, but what you haven't seen is... I. Oh, there was, well, there, right, there was certain, yeah, there were certain oh, things Nick. I wanted to buy you as a present, but I thought well, I text you what I thought they were going to be, but I don't want to say what it was <laughs> because it was too rude. Yeah. So in the end, I decided to buy Heroes. Now I'm not slating Cadbury's because it's a very good brand, okay. but frankly, other brands are available, of course. Indeed, the chocolates are mediocre, and what we need is Heroes. So oh, yeah, enjoy. Well, I respect I thought, that. Thank I you, Chris, Nick. Crack them open. Well, yeah, let's get enjoy. them open. What's your favourite in here? Oh, um, these aren't the ones with uh, the. I just, like, I just like the plain ones. Or fruit and nut is what I like. I think fruit and nut. Oh, I love yeah. it. Fruit and nut, man. Oh, yeah, I'm addicted to fruit and nut. I'm all about dark chocolate. Jim, I tell you what, my wife hides it. Little fruit and nut. Really? Is the best. Yeah. So I'll tell what's good in Lidl. Those, um, those fake bounties. Oh, I like I'd go wild for those fake bounties. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not I'm not having one to my diet. But fake bounties. I've got to have a whisper. They're not. <laughs> go They're wild, not. have a whisper. Have you got, <laughs> a, have you got a twisted, please? Oh, what? A twisted. <laughs> I've got a lot of interest there. Almost yeah. as much interest as Grant Hanley is Hall of Fame. There, there was a comment on our video from the weekend, Chris, and it said, thank God this isn't a video of just Chris eating his sandwiches. Well, the reality of the situation is, just to clarify, we're not allowed to film in the ground, guys. Mm. So you're going to get more of this. But we did it. Mm. Hasn't been taken down just yet. Mario Vrancic. Mm. I want to talk to you about Improving. him. Improving. I, I, I wrote mm. him off three months ago. Mm. I now think he's the best thing to come to Norfolk. Mm. Well, After that, Jack. No. Too far. No. But very much improved. The second best thing in Norfolk behind Yarmouth, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think Vrancic actually was at a good end to the season. I agree with you. Mm. When I first saw him, I wasn't entirely sure. Um, but I think... Some of his play, and he wasn't bad at the weekend either, actually. He's, he's encouraging. He's encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. There are glimmers of hope in the team. There's big glimmers yeah. of hope in the team. But the problem is, one thing I would challenge on is this idea, and I do get frustrated that we are building something. Mm-hmm. Great if we are building something. That's interesting. But it's, it's interesting that you guys haven't mentioned my favourite player yet, Harrison Reed. Mm. This I'm guy. I'm sure we will. He is tenacious. Get the dictionary. He is tenacious. Yeah, he, is, he is a go getter. Yeah. I, what I love is even when he makes a mistake, He's over there and he's made his mistake. The ball's fizzed across the other side of the park. He's over there. And this yeah. guy does not stop yeah, running. He's, a terror, he's fantastic. I don't yeah. think we're going to sign him next year. Really? Think, well, oh, I, no. well, because I wonder... Southampton will stay up. Well, I think after the last result, it's looking more likely. But mm. I feared they would come down. And I actually thought if they come down, they're going to look at him and say he could do a job. Um, and so therefore, they'd try and retain his sense. They will stay up. But then if, if, again, boardroom talk, someone like Harrison Reed. Mm. How much do you think he's going to cost? Oh, I've got a clue what it's going to cost, but I reckon he's not going to be cheap if you want to sign million, him. 20 million. He would not be cheap. I think he'll be out of our budget. I was going to say eight. Well, out of our wages, budget. Wages. Not the initial starting fee, but wages he'll be out of our budget. There. So I don't, I'm, I'd be I'm I'm sure. delighted if we get him back, but I don't think he's coming back. I think he wants it, though. I think I look at oh, him. He loves it. He loves it. talk about body language, Nick. Mm. I think yeah. the way he celebrates the goals yeah. and his connection yeah. with the fans, yeah. the way he's yeah. being around the players as well. Yeah. You can just see it in he's his eyes that he wants mm. it. Yeah, yeah but he, he, he wants it. And there are players 
playing for Norwich City now yeah. that just haven't got it in the eyes. Yeah. Haven't got it. I completely agree with you. Though. Reed's I got it. I complete. But then the thing about I think you'll be surprised. And it's tough to find a lone player who's got that much care. For and the other one as well yeah. is Leitner. Yeah. You think you'll be surprised about Leitner? Oh, I still, love. I'm I love still Leitner. convinced yeah. that we have got an option to to sign him. Well, when when Leitner first came and pulled on a shirt, I just loved the way he just stroked it around the park. Oh yeah. And I and I just poetry in motion. It was poetry in motion. That boy plays football like a symphony. And I oh, yes, and Michael, I just yes. and I love that's actually, the title. That's I just, the title. I just I love the way he works, and you can just see him just pick out a pass, and you think this guy. I think he's worth us buying. I really do. But I think the business model for Norwich next year, sadly, depending on what happens with with various transfers over the summer and where that money's going, I reckon that probably what we'll look is unpick some of those. We'll be unpicking various gems and bring them into the squad. I don't yeah. think we'll be spending huge money on. Players. But as I said on, on on our on our interview on Friday on Radio mm. Norfolk, Nick, despite mm. the fact that I was cut off mm. a million and one times because I had bad signal. <laughs> did you available hit... on BBC iPlayer? <laughs> Indeed. No, I did play... compliment you saying that you're even worth sticking with in chunks. Anyway, I've actually forgotten what I was about to say, which is shocking, isn't it? Where where was I going with that? Where were you? Uh, picking uh, gems. Oh, picking gems. That's it. With our structure mm. now, I think we're more likely than ever before to find an ex-Wes Hulan. I know he's irreplaceable. I know we'll never find the Wes Hulan, but we're spending less money and you do mm. get the gems. I look at Tom Tribal. He is going yeah, to be yeah. in the top ten. I'm going to put it out there. He's going to be in the top ten best players in the championship next season. I think the problem one million percent. The problem is, and I agree. Right, yeah. The only problem is you have to go through five players who yeah. aren't Wes Hulan mm-hmm. before you find yeah, that. Yeah, agreed. And agreed. Unfortunately, in the championship, there is simply not the time. And it's interesting you raised there, Nick, because I've, I've wrote it down here, and it's one of my biggest worries. I looked at that team at the weekend. And I thought this. I think this team could challenge if we kept it. Mm. The problem is. We're going to lose six of their players, yeah. 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 and if you, if you if you if you get an Angus gun, you get a light, and you get a Reed. Brilliant, they all go again. You have to rebuild. Yes. You find them again, yes. they all go again. Yeah. You're in a constant churning mm. cycle. I, I think you're right, and I think this year what you'll probably see is we're actually now setting the foundations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and w- what the club might be doing is they might be saying, we've got we? Stuart Webber. "What are the foundations?" Well, I'm with you on this. I, I mean, it's, I can't see the foundations because the foundations of the team that we're talking the about, the we foundations are there, but not the spine of the team, we, we which is what I believe you're referring to. True, but the players that we're purring about here tonight, we yeah. don't own. No. Yep, sure. they're going to go yep, sure. so we've got to start again from scratch so when I say the foundations what they might say is that we've got Stuart Webber in place we've got mm-hmm. the structure mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if you see the board at some point saying Farker's not our man we'll bring somebody else Absolutely. into the structure Absolutely. that might happen um, which will surprise a few people um, but I think that's what they'd say now where I would challenge it is that when you've got you look at the spine of the team the names we've just mentioned Angus Gunn being a great example when they go it's a lot of money to start replacing them and Absolutely. bring them in. You know, mm. I mean, Remy Matthews might be. You know, apparently the reports from Plymouth is he's been fantastic. He is brilliant. He'll be there. He'll be. He'll I mean, be number one next season of Angus. Number two, Aston Oxborough. Yeah. Two happy Oxbury. days. Two Love yeah. that. Yeah, we're great. Love that. Great. Great. But it's tough, isn't it? That's tough. Yeah, it is. It is. It's big. Again, again, it all depends if we sell these players yeah. that are there that we don't use that are just swanning it in America. Yeah. If I ask you guys to sum up how you feel though in one word. Like on the back end of the season, what would you, what would that one in life be? or with Norwich? Well, in, I mean, in life, I know it's general frustration, but <laughs> with Norwich, well, I don't know. We've got you here. Yeah, overwhelming well, excitement. Yeah, speaking of frustration, <laughs> but in, like with Norwich this season, what would what would that word be? I would use the term under par all season, mm. under par in every department, even at the weekend, under par. Mm. That's two words. Do you know what? Don't if care. I, if I said to you, and I I have no in with the board. 
at all. So what? you know, because you said that. Come on. But, well, I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I, it's funny actually because you boys sit here and you often say, "I've heard you say this numerous times on this on on, on Talk Norwich City," that you are. Well, you said. I think you said last week that what Angus Gunn was living the dream. Um, which is true. He is living as a Norwich City fan. He's living the yeah, dream. Yeah, and I'm, there's no live course in my little mental world. I have envisaged scoring at the Barclay and yeah. you know, with my arms aloft, yeah. and you know, the chance of you fat bastard looking down <laughs> from the crowd. However, actually, I'm probably more a frustrated board member. Um, and yeah. I sometimes, I don't know. I just, I, I've got no in with 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 the board, but I just wonder if they're sitting there pairing, going, actually, that was quite a good season. I mean, we, we're saying well, we don't know, do we? But actually, if you listen to there was a brilliant interview with Daniel Farco, who I think speaks fantastically well. Calms me down. Too well. Yeah, he calms me yeah. Yeah. too well. Speaks yeah. too well. I'd love well. him to read an audio book. Yeah. I would really love that. That's a very good business proposition. Mm. See, I, I really <laughs> like the way he speaks, and he's great yeah. with the media. But one of my things I've got to be negative about yeah. And my, and my what, what was it, hate of the week that we used to have? We oh, that, there, that's coming we? up in a bit. Okay, well, I'm going in now. Oh, my right, hate okay. of the week was when Daniel Farker said he was blessed to have Wes Houlihan, to coach Wes Houlihan. Mm. That's tosh. That's media talk. Of course it is. If he was that blessed, yeah. he would have played more this yeah. season. And I'm pleased Wes said it at his conference. He was frustrated. I mean, like, my my favourite thing about Daniel Farquhar is rather than saying in certain areas... Like, he's he not says, been on the bench. He says in certain topics, which always makes me laugh, as I'm swinging out around the NDR after a game. But I think, I, I think for me, the, the, the thing about... I think you're right. Sometimes I want someone who's going to galvanise the squad. And I just wonder... I love Neil Warnock. I don't care what you boys oh, say. I remember you saying. I yeah. love Neil Warnock. You want to Google? Google it after you've watched this. For going to say, don't stop this stream too early. What Neil Warnock transfer window? Don't no, Google that. No, no, Neil Warnock. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even Google Neil Warnock. I don't know what you'd get up. <laughs> Google, yeah. Literally. No, just don't Google Colin. If you Google Neil Warnock and uh, Team Talk, you will see yeah. that man yeah. go crazy. It's such a good point you brought up because one of the, one of the. There's, there's two things with Daniel Farker that, that I'm not a fan of so far. I hope he proves me wrong. Mm. I, so I, do I. I question his leadership right. and I question his, his substitution times. I do. And, I don't, very and I don't say that for every manager, I promise. But the leadership, when you're 1-0 down, mm. get up off your arse, mm. get on that byline and scream at them. Scream at them. And that is what frustrates me. Okay. That's Arguably why yeah. Russ left is yeah. if the team are 1-0 down at half-time, yeah. he's kicking the trolley yeah. over. Daniel Falk is yeah. too calm. Okay, well, I, I, that's interesting because so I uh, I'm a big fan of Tony Pulis and I'm a big fan of Sam Allardyce. Tony Pulis, Nick, I can what see is your going? love for managers? There's a pattern. There. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's a big difference though. You guys are talking about you want you want symphonic football. You want. Do you to also be... love Mick McCarthy? No, I don't. I do love Mick. Yeah, McCarthy. I love. I, love I do McCarthy. love Mick McCarthy. I like him. Actually, I'm, I'm seeing it. Yeah, I do like Mick McCarthy. I'm seeing it from a slightly different perspective. I want somebody who's going to get results. Actually, I can deal with what I think is slightly ugly football if I can me see too. the direction that we're going in. Yeah, me I think too. what I've struggled with this year is. I don't quite get it, and we're not going in the right direction a lot of the time. I fear that Norwich City, as a business proposition, probably isn't quite as ambitious as our fans would like it to be. I would also suggest, before we jump down the board's throat, that that's not always such a bad thing. Because mm -hmm. look at these, these mm -hmm. clubs that invest mm -hmm. a huge amount of money, they become financially mm -hmm. unstable very yeah. quickly, and yeah. they can topple. So I'm not knocking the board for that. Yeah. I just think maybe the board needs to be a little careful in how they communicate with the fans. Yeah. And there's a great Sky interview with but Daniel Farker it. when he said, 
finishing between, I think, it was, I think he said finishing between 5th and 20-something, we didn't know where we were going to finish. Yeah. Well, the consistent message for our local media had always been, this is a team that should be challenging up there. Yeah. Actually, the reality might be, we don't know where we're going to finish. Mm-hmm. And I think the structure of the club, we're, we're, we're concentrating on the team. Actually, I think the structure of the club at a higher level is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And the various players that are in the boardroom who may or may not be football people, really, mm-hmm, at heart, even definitely. though I don't question their love for that club. Yep. There's a lot of clubs that I have seen that have really driven on, and actually at the heart of it is a cold, hard football brain. Mm. David McNally is a very good example of that. Okay, so we are introducing the first ever segment of, um, of the, Nick, the Nick Conrad special on this podcast. I think that should almost be a sung jingle. Yeah. Can we get one made? Can your colleagues at Nick's Green Norfolk get one yeah, sorted? Don't push your luck, they can't do jingles for me, let alone for you. Um, anyway, listening, uh, listening to your uh, Richard show this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Richard. Uh, hopefully, he turned off after fifteen minutes. Yeah. I'm sure he did. Um, anyway, listening to your show this yeah, morning. You yeah. come on. My alarm goes off at seven o'clock. Yeah. Hundred thousand people in Norfolk could have high blood pressure and not know about it. Yeah, shocking, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, because they're watching. Because they're watching. Really. Yeah. What are the best callers? Well, Twenty-seven thousand of us with high blood yeah. pressure every single second. So the question is, yeah. what raises your blood pressure at Carrow Road? Uh, I, I'm going to go over old gra- ground, so I'm just going to say it very quickly. It is at the moment. It's Josh Murphy. That that's he's the one oh, person that I. Isn't it funny though, it's really I unfairly. Him, though. I oh, I'm gonna no, him. I'm backing this guy massively. I think the guy. But he's causing you health problems. He's causing me health problems, but I'm backing him because I can see a huge talent there. <laughs> yeah, he just needs yeah. someone to help him out, and it needs yeah. to be a psychic. So much latent potential. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm backing him 100. percent I think he just needs an arm round him, but he does give me high blood pressure. Yeah, and also actually Daniel Farker not being on the touchline, I'm screaming sometimes. Get on. He comes out. It's like a mouse coming out of a hole. Up he comes. He comes out and he shouts something. And he goes and sits down. Don't sit down again. Stand up. You're right. And if you watch, I talk Kranka. If you watch Tony Poulis. If you watch uh, Neil Warnock. I'm thinking that the managers have been there recently. Uh, Neil Harris, good example. They are barking at their team yeah. on the touchline. That's what we want to see. You know, my favourite thing is about you, Nick. Your 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 accent is beautiful. And then you say Tony Pulis, and you go all Norfolk. Tony Pulis. Tony Pulis. Tony Pulis. Is there a, is there Tony Piles in the country road? <laughs> Tony Pulis. Um, what raises Piles. your blood pressure at Carrow Road? Um, there's a guy that sits next to me, and he, and I know he doesn't watch, so I'm going to just dive straight in. This is going to be the one thing he watches. <laughs> yeah. And he is the most negative. Just, it, I remember him saying, like, I think. Daniel Farke had made a substitution or, I don't know, we'd, we'd, we'd kicked a, a shot over the goal or something. And he turned around and he said, Estelia taking off the top layer. Estelia <laughs> taking off the top layer. That's the problem. And I'm thinking to myself, you are an absolute buffoon. Everything is Delia's fault. Please, please can we just confirm right now. The stuff that goes on the pitch is not Delia's fault. Delia, club culture, yeah, very, very accountable. Daniel Farker is the man that makes the difference yeah. on the pitch. So point your anger at Daniel Farker. Don't start That's the difference between that. us two, though. I love it. I love the analysis that comes from the crowd. Because you've got 27,000 managers. Oh, no, I love it. But I think he's an absolute buffoon. I mean, I'll be careful what I say because I don't want to offend people that sit around me because they, they, they do make me laugh. But there's a bloke who sits behind. Be careful what I say. But the bloke who sits behind and... He's like Chris Gorham. He's just talking through the whole game. Commentary. There's a commentary through the whole oh, game. Really fantastic. And it's brilliant. And he says, but he says there are such witticisms and moments of absolute clarity. <laughs> like the other day, he said, "That's like watching Barcelona, but they're not Barcelona." <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what does that even mean? 
And then the other I time, like that. I like and then and then I mean, there's there's a, yeah, there, there was one person the other day. He said, "You know what?" He tapped me on the shoulder. You know what? Would sort it out. And I went, "What?" And he went, and all he did, he went, "Well." What do you mean, well? I'm waiting for the end of the sentence. And all he came out with as well. I have to say, oh, I love dear. it though. And there's a guy that... he's trying to impress you, Nick. Oh, there's a oh. fantastic guy. He's two, two rows up from me. And all he says is, look where I used to sit. And all he used to say was, come on, see. Come on, see. Yeah, yeah, and when yeah. we scored, he, well. he would just like get to his feet, lapless, as if he wasn't celebrating. He'd clap a few times and sit down again. Yeah, I think he was yeah. more delighted when we were playing craply than when we were winning. You know what? That's so <laughs> true. Bizarre. There's people yeah. that yeah. like coming to the game to moan yeah. Yeah. oh my god I remember in the Upper Barclay there used to be this bloke three rows back from me and he used to say all the time just get in the box get it in the box <laughs> and one day this guy next to me turned around and I'll put you in that fucking box <laughs> <in there." laughs> I love the level of very constructive aggression mm. at the grounds. Very, yeah, yeah. My, very therapeutic. The thing that really raises my blood pressure, and it was really high at the weekend, the lack of cashiers serving sausage rolls at half time. That's shocking. You cannot get a sausage roll mm. within 15 minutes. Actually, that was a great, great shout. Mm. You waited about 12 minutes for a bottle of water. Mm. What happens if you're severely dehydrated? The, the, gen- yeah. the food in general needs improving. I it? think the sausage rolls are good. Mm. One thing I have noticed, actually, I've got quite good at this, is when to go to the toilet. Um, because I, I used to always have this trouble, as you make your way across the concourse at the Barclay, when mm. I sit, to mm. go to the toilet, and the urinals are all full. And Are you a man that walks to the second bit of the urinal, well, or do you go straight in on the I go straight in. Oh, no, I'm not going to mess around. I go no straight interest. in. I go straight and in. And are you the kind of guy I, with the urinal that barges in and when I, there's not space, or do you wait for the appropriate space? Well, I like to give myself adequate room. But I'm not, I'm not going to get. I'm not getting my elbows involved. But I speak your big D. It's brilliant. And, and do you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this is an appeal to the club directly. Actually, if you are watching, for I believe you are, um, please bring back that goddamn awful. We're all going to Florida Keys at half time because I always knew when the wor- last person had kicked the ball, that was my cue to go to the toilet. Oh, the Tampa Bay... The Tampa Bay thing, yeah. Bring it yeah. back. Bring You're it back. You're the first person I've heard to back oh, it. Oh, it's dreadful. I'm not backing it. I'm backing it only because I knew that when the Your last toilet. person was limbering yeah. up to hit that ball, yeah. I'm off. Why don't they just do an announcement for you, Nick? But that would be better. It's chime. On the third <laughs> yeah. chime, Mr. Conrad, please go <laughs> yeah. to the bog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, move us on, Jack. Um, it's, very, it's Twitter questions time. Great, perfect. Sorry, I, I, perfect. Was, I was just in awe of that conversation. <laughs> um... Right, let's go to the Twitter questions. Have a sip of tea, have a sip of water, lubricate them vocal cords, because this is often the best part of the show. Yeah. This is where we let yeah. our Twitter fans loose. Yeah. And boy. Don't, inv- don't forget investment, by the way. Mm. We haven't come on to investment. Can, can we... I'm leaving the heavy stuff oh, to yeah, last. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're no fuckers watching. <laughs> um, come on, hurry up. There's a few statements I've noticed this week as well. No, we we from, get from, quite a lot of statements and not questions. Hell, sorry, I'm, I'm just finding that. As I'm sure you're I very used to. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you like a statement? I like a statement. Do you? I like a statement with little foundation. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. That's, the best question is, I think, on the radio show, because you know, people call in with their views and we court their opinions, is why do you feel like that? And sometimes someone will come through with a really long-winded rant. Do about, you say, why do you feel like that? Simply, you just go, why do you feel like that? And then the next yeah. thing is a deep breath and, well... And you know that well is thinking time because they haven't got a clue. Yeah, what like clever. Yeah, very clever. You're kind of like Agni Arn, aren't you? That is why Nick. Well, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like dear Deirdre with an afro, aren't I? <laughs> if you don't listen to Nick in the morning, why? What are you doing <laughs> with your life, basically? <laughs> Still in bed, sleeping. 
Uh, right, okay. Uh, Bristol Rovers polls. This is a Bristol Rovers fan who tunes in every week. Not yeah, another sure. guy. Bristol Rovers polls. Bristol, hello. Uh, he simply asked, is Marco Stiegman still alive? Yes, as far as I know. Is he? Yes, I hope not, so. Also not smiling. <laughs> Miserable as mm. sin. Saw him in Marks and Spencers. So he's clearly got, he's got some wonga. He's got to be yeah. happy with that. Frowning all the time. Is he using self-checkout? Or? Uh, uh, no, <laughs> yeah. of course someone was doing it for that. <laughs> I got excited because they put a self-checkout into Lidl. Did they? Oh, Jesus Christ. Saves no, me so much time. I tell you what, and this is a complete off-piece comment. Oh, you brought your heroes. Yeah. I thought you were going to bring the sausage rolls with bits of bacon in. Oh, no, I should have brought them. No, well, no, no. I, I was in Waitrose, actually. Mm. I did get them in Waitrose. Cause... I put you in the Waitrose box. Well, no it's, no, it's not that. It's, I'm just trying to lose weight and they do this fantastic coconut sticky rice. <laughs> so I had to... I, uh, do you know, I'll be honest, I took a detour of 15 miles to go past the North Walsham Waitrose. I wow. did. You and when I went in there, really. I thought, I'm going to get you not guys... Not Tesco's a Stalin, though. I thought, I'm going to get you an average box of chocolates. They don't do average box of chocolates. So, so you just didn't get anything? Well, I just, that, that was average enough. Yeah, yeah. That was it's enough. all about Tesco's at Stalin. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, they're nice in there, actually. Yeah, they are. Right, Willemots. Yeah. Now, Willemots, we have to clap Willemots. Oh, yeah, we can. Uh, so, we'll clap up Willemots. He always changes his header uh, because yeah. this is the daily life of a contract groundsman. Come rain or sun, weeds will always outgrow. Fantastic. And, Look he at that. and he sponsors the podcast now as well. But you, good lad. How much is he paying you? Not enough. <laughs> I mean, look not at enough that. with the look amount of that. money. So, well, actually, you're, look, this is the wrong person to show this to because I love my turf. <laughs> I, I, no, I do. I got. I, yeah, no, I do love my turf. And actually, I saw the guy the other day. He was in Tesco's. He actually, he's a big fan, and he's meddler. A and fan he said, of what? Fan, fan of Norwich City, so he probably does watch this. And he said he came <laughs> up to me. I love it when people linger in supermarket aisles. Okay. And I was standing there, and I was standing over the gin section. He came up behind me. <laughs> How's your turf? <laughs> and like, you know, sit there, it's a Saturday night. It's actually after football, and you think, I'm, I'm in at the moment. I'm yeah. looking through all the bottles of gin, thinking, what am I going to buy? And someone behind goes, How's the turf? turf? And the other day, because yeah. I love easy peelers, but we won't get into this. I love, I know, I love citrus fruit that you don't have to worry about the pith getting on your fingers. And they've come up with this new, this probably genetically modified, called an easy peeler, where the pith comes away really quickly. And this woman came up to me again, fantastic Norfolk accent, and she just said to me, all she said was, easy peeler, and she walked on. That was it. Wow. You want to come shopping with me? It's oh, an experience. I would love to. Anyway, turf are you and I linger? No, God, no. I'm straight and straight out. Yeah, and I can't trust myself in the next. In all, in all ways of life, I'm yeah. sure, Nick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was the, he simply asked. You um, didn't say that. What time? <laughs> what, what time was the last? What was the last time you cried at a football match? God, I've got this straight. Uh, whilst you think, I don't. I'm not an emotional guy. Um, Seven I'm, one, Colchester. Oh, oh my God! Got home, no. cried like a baby, and then uh, my yeah. cousins are from Colchester. They gave me their their shirt when they're at Wembley, mm. and um, I actually put a knife through it. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> one of the most horrible, aggressive things that I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Losing 7 to Colchester. It's funny actually. You right. Funny you mention that because so on that day I couldn't go to the game. Yeah, uh, I was well working. Done. Well, I was working in London at the time. I was doing a show on LBC. Um, and I was doing a show. I used to follow Ken Livingston and David Meller, who's a big Chelsea fan. Um, just Google David Meller. He's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're <laughs> interesting character. Um, as, as is Ken Livingston, interesting character. And I remember saying to, I was talking to him before I left the studio, and I said. Actually, one of the good things about coming down to League One is I feel that we can now go to Carrow Road every single week and we've got a really good chance of winning. Yeah. But I couldn't go that night because I was doing a, a concert at Sandringham. And so I got on the train, going out, yeah. <laughs> got on the train going out at King's Lynn. And if you go on the, the King's Lynn to, to, to King's Cross train, there's a series of bridges, so you, your phone loses signal. Right. I remember thinking, I'm, just gonna, yeah. I'm not going to look at the score. 
because I wish I was there, but I'm not looking at the score because I know at half time, for once, we're going to be winning. And I looked at it, I think we were 5 0 down, weren't we? At half-time. Yeah. 7 1 at full time. And I remember, <sighs> do you know what? I'll tell you two stories about that quickly. I remember sitting, I was so angry. I was so angry. Though now, actually, I'm really pleased it happened because off yeah. the back of that, Gunn went. And I love Brian Gunn. He's yeah. a top, top bloke and a lovely man. Always been very, very good at coming mm. on the radio. But he went and we got uh, Paul Lambert, who was a brilliant manager. Mm. But I was sitting, I think it's Costa Coffee, near Top Man or whatever that one's called, Starbucks, where it is. Uh, no, Pret-a-Manger, isn't it? And um, I was sitting in Pret-a-Manger and I was talking to a friend of mine, no word of a lie, and I said, Do you know what, we had this, this is an Australian guy, I said, we had this awful Australian keeper called Michael, Michael Theokalitos. And yeah. I said, I said, that man, I said, he absolutely gives me shivers. And I said, this is the same season, I said, what on earth has happened to him? And I looked round and... He was there. No, he was no. there. He was about two tables away. Oh, I don't think no. he heard me, but he's two tables away. Oh, Michael Theokalitos. He's changed yeah. his name. Yeah, I, told yeah. 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 I told you that. I told you that. Yeah. By the way, that's yeah. how bad he was. Yeah. I think the idea there. is, if you yeah. search his name now, only UK people get yeah. the UK stuff about him losing mm. 7-1 to Colchester. Do you laugh stuff? now when you watch it? Like Kevin Lisby goes through on goal again. Lifts. I mean, okay, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Kevin Lisby's a great player. Kevin Lisby. He was a good player. Oh, he was a good player. But I mean, some of those goals... Some of those goals were it was just... All about, it was all about Anthony McNamee. Oh, great player. <laughs> Anthony yeah. McNamee, he looks... Yeah. Quick to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> saluting Sabreni on, on, um, on Twitter. Is that, the, is that the hat? That's the Twitter handle, right? Yeah. yeah. Saluting Sabreni <laughs> with, with the bio simply Big D. Um, <laughs> do you think the likes of Cantwell, Godfrey and other players who've done one on loan this season oh, will well, make it into the team? Yes, of I do. I do. I think... That, one of the things that with necessity, which is where we're at at the moment, we do need to we need we need to bring young blood, young blood through and youth through. It's it's a cheaper way of running a football club. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think if you look at them on loan, it's quite exciting, especially Godfrey. Yeah, he has been a mainstay in that team, and that team's yeah. done very well. Actually, have a look at their manager as well, because this is the guy back when he was at Grimsby. I thought he was mm-hmm. a, he's a great manager, and we Good. should be looking now. This is Paul Hurst, oh. right? We should be looking now at some of the names coming through. So Paul Hurst is at Shrewsbury at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, he was at Grimsby beforehand. I got sacked. Did he? We got the. the I remember you bigging up. him up to me yeah. um, when Alex Neal got sacked. Yeah, yeah, you were going, you were banging on about some yeah. randomer from the middle of nowhere. Yeah, he's he's one that. I, anyway, I think he's done very well in that team. I I would hope that he can get integrated in our squad. Absolutely, next year. It'd be nice to see him coming through. Give him a chance. We, well, we gave James Madison a chance. Look what happened. Mm. Cantwell for number fourteen shirt, by the way. Legacy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Wow. Um, um, just got uh, Fortuna Sittard promoted. I. I just. I, I think it will really. All too much pressure. Don't know. I don't know. Just quite like the story behind it. Yeah. Giving it to Cantwell. Too, I love too the fact soon, that you got, too soon. No, I think it's great. You guys are optimistic about. It. I think it's really good. We're optimistic about our young players coming through. That's, That's a really good thing. That's a really good thing. Because they just enjoy. They. they they look like they're enjoying it. James Madison enjoys playing football and is evident in his play. Really articulate as well. Mm. <laughs> Clever lad. Great, yeah. Really good speaker. I think he'll go yeah. on and have a fantastic career. Don't compliment James Madison too much on this podcast because oh. you get slated for that, Nick. Oh, really? You're not allowed to compliment James Madison Is this Madison one of these fantastic... Because, by the way, I, I, I've got a lot on, so I may, not, I may not have time to read through all the comments underneath, but I'm going to love it if they're all saying, hey, who's that? Hey, yeah. What's he <laughs> talking about? Because that makes me laugh because my yeah. friends say, have you seen it? And I think these angry people, why do that? Why, why sit there on Facebook and... It's because they're just miserable about their own lives. That's amazing, isn't it? But it's quite entertaining, so slate away. Um, Carl Layton, the King of Great Yarmouth, simply says, Matt Jarvis got to go. Not a question. Yeah, quite right. Statement. Statement. Yeah, Fine, yeah, right. Carl. By the way, oh, they love Carl. Carl Talksport now, isn't he? It, what, Matt Jarvis? Yeah. 
What? Yeah, I'm not I, I, I've not heard, I've not heard him on Talksport. He's doing work on Talksport. Yeah. He's clearly ready to hang up his boots then. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's been your favourite memory of this season? That comes from Murray City Central. Oh, well, question. actually, funny enough, actually, the easy opt out there is to say that where's who the hands a departure, but I think that's probably what's been my favourite moment. Really I'm sorry, I, I don't really. There's nothing that's sticking easily in my mind about favourite moment of this season. I have to say, in the second half of the season, I've, the, the games that I have enjoyed, Reading the first half, I enjoyed. I don't, I don't know. I, okay. I don't. I, I, Ipswich away, James yes, Madison, Madison strike. Yeah, I wasn't there. Thank you yes. very much. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. no! I'll tell you no. I'll tell you what. No, the best memory for me this season actually has to be the uh, the one one draw against Ipswich. Oh, because, actually, yeah, that was come hilarious. on! I mean, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, no, that, yeah, that is yeah. my favourite memory. Timmy K. Yeah, to think that I hate derby games. I really don't like them. I find them very stressful. And and I I don't know what it is about playing Ipswich. It's not an experience that I enjoy. And I think yeah. probably you two are the same. When you're so invested in the football, no, I hate club, it. Jack loves it. It's horrible. Oh, I'm, I'm, it. I'm saying to Jack at Ipswich way, I'm actually feeling sick. Can I, I say something about? I mean, one thing about that that there's a couple of younger fans that I know who, who who love it it might be for the last 10 years we've beaten them mm. I sadly remember a period of time where we were not yeah, the no dominant I, factor yeah, no I remember I, them waving yeah. money at us I remember when they helped send us down and I don't know losing to Ipswich just no I was at the t- I was at the tip of that point so I remember losing yeah. to Ipswich which was a horrible and eight, 85 minutes when uh, Chambers wasn't it mm. comes through at the uh, at the Regency Sands which always be the NMP in my my, my, my brain but comes through, heads it into the net. I remember just thinking, oh, this is awful. Of this course, is awful. he's the man who hates Norwich the most. Yeah, he is, yeah. And, and their fans, as they, and I, and I, away yeah, fans, a, when they celebrate, I love seeing it. No, I do as well. It's amazing, isn't yeah. it? As they're falling over each other, and yeah, you've got yeah, arms yeah, going yeah, in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember, when Closer got his head up and flicked it in the back of the net, I got up with such gusto that I actually punched the person in front of me. Wow. Yeah, I punched them, and they turned around and well, they hugged me. my glasses fell off. Yeah, and they punched yeah, you yeah, back. Yeah. They, they, they gave me a right hook back. But the woman... There's Jack a, broke his seat. As it was, I know. I know I mean, did sorry, you really? Sorry. Someone, someone else broke his seat. Actually, in fairness, I think there was a stampede of three or four people yeah. behind us that yeah. just wanted to but go But it was prepared by the following yeah. week, so... Happy days. You know, it reminded me of it. It reminded me of that. And the best game ever, I ever, ever, ever saw. And I took my wife, who's not a football fan, to yeah. the derby game. Oh. Simon Jackson style. Oh, it's cliche, I know, because we all say we moment where we're all dancing down the ridiculous I mean it was ridiculous. and I remember going and I, I honestly I floated back home yeah I floated and no, I know floated what? I know back feeling. to my car I, I've missed it and I've, I used yeah. to have it I've not had it for yeah. two or three seasons yeah. now but I know, what, I know yeah. what you mean Yeah, I remember it was a yeah. beautifully hot day as well it was we had a barbecue in the garden afterwards did you yeah we did I remember cause, yeah that was some, of, some of the most succulent steak Twitter questions <laughs> before we get on to sausages uh, <laughs> you're really regretting inviting me now aren't you um, sorry some of these questions are just very long um, do you think Madison is worth the apparent £30 million pl- price tag and do you think a Prem club would take a risk it's spending really, that much money yeah. on a potential one season wonder? Not saying he is one, yeah. I just think it's high. Yeah, well Please uh, great great question. I think £30 million, I would, I would say we should hold out for 25 I've been slightly disappointed in the past with Norwich dealing too soon. I think he's slightly yeah. different than Pritchard and as much as Pritchard is, is older. I think he's more in the in the Jacob Murphy camp, though he's more talented. So I think with the market at the moment, around £25 million, pounds, 22 25 sounds about right. Yeah. 30 I'd be surprised at. It depends who we do a deal with. If it's Manchester City, I can't see him walking into that team. Um, mm. I can see him walking or into... Or Liverpool. can't see that happening. Or can, Tottenham. No, not Tottenham either. I can see him going for a Leicester... But do we want him to walk into a team? Because if, if we sell him to a Spurs, could load him back. Could load him back. So I think if you look at the deal, and I would say if you sell him to someone like Man City, this is why 
you've got to construct the narrative of the deal in advance. And I think that mm. some of the very clever clubs, what they're doing is they are benching out how things happen. So they're saying, if you accept a bid from Manchester City, do not be surprised, do your homework in advance. Man City come in, Tottenham come in, who do we actually want? And that's the time to say, look, you've got a decent young keeper, that's who we're going to bring okay, in. Okay, yeah, sure, got, sure. So I think yeah, yeah, you've yeah. really yeah, got to make this that. work for you. I think that's the one thing, let's not be naive, this is a guy who's going to be a prize asset. So who do we think has got the money? What are we going to deal at? Who in the squad? Yeah. How can we potentially make it work for Norwich City? They're the questions that we need to be asking. Yeah, and the other thing is, which is worth considering, is I think we'd do better selling him in January because he's officially not a one-season wonder, because I know yeah. full well that he'll yeah. smash it next season at Norwich. Yeah. Set him in January and get more money, because it always inflates in January. But the, but of course, the second thing is, everyone is, ever since the Hoodahans, you know, hung up his boots, everyone now thinks that we're going to, we're, we're definitely going to sell Madison, and we're definitely going to sell Tete. Why? Well, yeah. What's to say that James Madison Did is enjoying not? his football, he's getting played every week, he's getting paid proper money now, he's on a decent contract, a yeah. proper contract. Yeah. Why would he go? Did you not feel, though, that the fact they pulled him off in the 88th minute and the fact he lingered on the pitch and applauded all sides uh, of no, it? No, I don't. You, I just, no. I just, I you, love, I, you would love a story like that. And Rob, Rob Butler said that as well. I, I, and I Rob is a great, he's off. I, Rob is a great friend of mine, but that pissed me off. Because yeah. he stirred it really badly there. Totally unnecessary. And I'd say it to his face as well. It's almost like these Not guys cool. are, are paid to stare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well I, I love fair. I love Rob, and I think as much and I love you. Don't read too much I think, body language after the game. I mean, no, come on. but Chris, I do you know that is my instant Nick. reaction. I thought as he come walked on, off, Nick. I thought now I thought he's going. The lad's going. <laughs> and because do you remember when when Paul no. uh, Lambert came out and he said in that Scottish accent, he said. Uh, Oh, God, what did he yeah. say? He said something like, no, goodbye and good luck. And we all sat there and we went, oh, he's yeah, off. And yeah, I, I yeah. don't know, I just thought... But oh, that I was just... an announcement to the crowd. That was different. Madison yeah. was too focused yeah. on Wes Houlihan and himself for him to leave. Are we, okay, ask yourself this. Are we going to get a bid around £22 million for James Madison? Definitely. Is that board that has historically dealt very low going to say no? No. All you need to know. It's all about how we reinvest it as well. Yeah. Absolutely, Do we have targets? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cash, who is a, who's a, who's a long term fan of the Good podcast, on, um, and he's also followed by Willowbot, so he is Hi, living Tom. the dream. And, and talking about City as well, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, now, this question's got three favourites, so this is clearly a good one. What is unacceptable for next season with another summer of uh, lots of exits and Farker are now one season and a mid table mm. championship manager? What next year would you describe as unacceptable? As in my eyes, I can easily see us fighting a relegation battle with our budget and exit of key players. Cashy's so sceptical, isn't he? Yeah, but we love him. Oh, I, I do. I, I like but... this guy. I think, I think he's right. What is and what isn't acceptable is interesting. I actually think that from a perspective of the longevity of Norwich City Football Club, what is acceptable is staying in the championship. I think from the perspective of the fans who want to be entertained, and I don't think we have been entertained this year, we want to be challenging up and around the playoffs. That's where we see ourselves as a football club. We've got no divine right to be there, but that's where I think the fans want us. I think the fans would accept a run at the playoffs. Even if maybe we finish just outside, we want to feel at this time of the season that we've got a shout and we're competing. I think that what you need to be really careful of next year is there are three big beasties coming down. Do not underestimate Mm. Stoke, Southampton, and West Brom. Well, three very established Premier League yeah, teams. Yeah. Southampton aren't going down there. Let's clarify that. And Even if it's West a Swansea. Brom, it's Norwich still will be West Brom. Swansea. Norwich, sure. Don't buy it. Norwich will beat West Brom. One of them will struggle, no doubt. Well, they're, they're, oh, absolutely. They'll and Norwich always beat West Brom. But I just feel the quality of the championship is increasing. And I just feel mm. that... But then one thing is... we beat Aston Villa at home. Yeah. And we look good. Yeah. And we competed against Cardiff, who were up there. Well, I just yeah. look at this league, Nick, and think, this is so average. Oh, yeah. There's been one team this season I've been impressed with. Yeah. Really? 
That's it. Well, see, I think it's harder than ever to get out of the championship. I think I it's think... harder than ever, but I still think every team in it is monumentally average. Apart from yeah, one. I think Leeds were monumentally average. Actually, have you genuinely seen they... a team come to Carrow this season where you've been like, wow? Except for Wolves, no. And the season before, yeah, it was only yeah, Huddersfield. Yeah. And the season before, it was only yeah, Huddersfield. And they, and they, and they, they got were spanked a lot of times. That's yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you there. I can see where, I can see where you're coming from. But yeah, so <laughs> I, just to address that 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 question, frankly, I would say we need to be up there. We need to be in the mix. Um, that's Definitely. why it would be seen as being minimum, generally, yeah, minimum. acceptable. Yeah, absolute minimum. Yeah. We need to be competing. Yeah. I think it'll be fascinating to see. I mean, look, we've got to hit the ground running next season. Mm. There's no excuses. I'm going to mm. bark about no excuses in the EDP at the weekend. Mm. No excuses. Sell the players. Mm. Sign the players. You've got the tactics. You've settled in. They've learned. Well, the language. you are on record as saying in the EDP that you're going to wait until the middle of the season to judge Daniel Farker. I think that's a really sensible thing that you Absolutely. wrote in the article. And I agree with you entirely. And I was and I was gonna and I said and uh, I've been barked at by a lot of the TNC fans. God bless them. Love them all. And I and I said I, I've got a Christmas deadline in mm. place. If, and if Daniel Farker continues his losing run mm. at Christmas time, I'd yeah. sack him. And he didn't. Yeah. He turned it around. He won games, and he and he had a, a a little kind of vein of form right at the right time. Now, mm. if we don't hit the hit the ground running next season, say we're five six games in and we've we've only won say two or three, mm. I think you'll see the fans again start turning. I, I God forbid, I want him to do well, mm. and I think it will work out. I do, but I just hope that the fans give. Him enough patience, but look, if we're not in the playoffs mid-season, bullshit, no excuse, absolutely no excuse. And in my opinion, you then look at a new head coach. I don't think. And by the way, I, I, you know, I don't, I do not believe actually, sadly, that that probably is where we're at as a football club. I think mm. if things click, we make the right signings. Yeah. Daniel Farker comes into his own, maybe mm. we're going to be there. Yeah. But I just, I think next year we'll probably have another season, a little I bit agree. like this season. I, I think that yeah, yeah. we're on this. Oh, we've got to be in the playoffs. I mean, come on. Yeah. And I, I, I do. I understand your frustration entirely. I feel the same. I do feel the same. There is no excuse next season. And by yeah. the way, I'm not, I just want to make it clear, I'm not anti Daniel Farker. I really like the way he yeah, puts himself yeah, about in the media. Yeah. I really like, in general, the, the the philosophy behind what he wants to do. I get that. And I get his one-to-one man What is the philosophy? I don't get that. I'm sorry, maybe I'm not bright enough. But I don't... It's, everyone talks about this philosophy. It's playing it out... It's Well, it's playing it out from the back. See, there's one thing that he's he not done. He wants to play football. There's one thing yeah. that he's not done, which is bring the game to the opponents. Yeah. He doesn't do that. That's been a wee bit frustrating. Yeah, which was yeah. which was the, the the big thing of Huddersfield's success, wasn't it? The high, yeah. high intensity, you know, high you know, tempo. I'd just be a bit careful about philosophy because I've been working with some Everton fans who keep banging on about what they want to see at their club and they're deluded. I'm sorry, they're deluded. Well, Sam Allardyce is grinding the performances out. Sam Allardyce, they're flying. The whole season, they went on the same form they're on at the moment. They'd be sixth in the Premier League. It's outrageous that they want him out. Same can be said for Roy Hodgson. I know what they do is boring, but... I, I love Hodgson. I love I'd Hodgson. have Hodgson I'd, at Carrow tomorrow. I'd, I'd go down the Sellers Park and drive him back myself. If you're, an, if you're a player, don't yeah. you dare put the squinted face at me like that. He's right. Hodgson. If you're a player coming <laughs> in right. and Roy Hodgson's at Carrow Road yeah. welcoming the players, shaking your hand, yes please. Thank yeah, you very much. Absolutely. But then I think what these experience. boys do... Experience. What the boys do, experience... But the, the, If Roy Hodgson shook my hand... Oof. But their experience actually, I think, and where they're key, because I think <laughs> is that they know how to get a result. Sometimes yeah. they don't have to dig... They, need, they know how to shout... I want, I can't, I don't want, I'm so used to not swearing on the BBC. I can't swear. On, but if you see K, the philosophy, we've got to, we've got to play, and we've got to get a result. Yeah. That's what they're very good at doing. It's ugly. It's boring. But how it about gets the job done. There's, a, there's a manager out there who's done that, Mick McCarthy. <laughs> I'm not knocking Mick. You know what? It's a valuable point. Hey, Mick. It's a valuable point about. I'll say it. Fuck the philosophy. 
because mm. I always lose Jack's ad revenue by swearing. <laughs> Nigel Worthington, Norwich City's Nigel Worthington, yeah. Nor- sorry, Nigel Worthington's Norwich City, one of the most successful campaigns we've had. I believe that we got the most points in the in the league for a few years. Yeah. And the first thing we did every single time at kickoff is we booted the ball into the corner of the snake pit. Mm. Every game. Mm. Now, if mm. that's not shit football, yeah. but we yeah. had Huckabee, we yeah. had Crouchy, yeah. you know, we had Craig Fleming and Malky McCoy, we had a spine. Yeah. Yeah. But we did play ugly sometimes. We had players that were willing yeah. to, to buff them. And, yeah. and we don't buff I love Daryl Murphy. I'm not having a bit of Ipswich loving. Oh, Christ, I love Daryl really? Murphy. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what would be hilarious is getting Daryl Murphy. Now, that I'd enjoy that. I'd enjoy that. But actually, he's, he's, a, he's an ugly player. In as much as all he cares about is dig, and he does it very well. He will, he will shoulder barge, he'll elbow, he'll get that on the back of the head. And if you have something finesse alongside him, great. But I think there's a lot to interrupt you. I just think the last manager we had, which does exactly what you're saying, Chris Hewton. Everyone wanted him out. Ugly football. Yeah. No, just boring football, not ugly football. Well, he ground out results, took us to a highest Premier League. No, 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 no. Everyone wanted him out. No, we're getting into we're getting into the meat and bones of this now. We're getting some deep psychological stuff here. Because the thing about Chrissy Hewton. I love Chrissy Hooten. All right, no, no, I love Chrissy Hooten. You like what, him as a person, yeah, yeah, yeah. What he's done at Brighton's brilliant, but what I think we have to remember as Norwich City fans, I'm saying this directly to you, boys, is this is a game of skill, but it's also a gamble. And what I would have said to the board at that point is, because this whole thing about should a manager go, actually, the bigger question is who are we going to get in. So there was a point with Chrissy Hooten where we could have probably dealt for Pulis. Mm-hmm. Which I would have, I was screaming. That's what we should have done. Yeah, you love Pulis. I love the man. I love the man. But I think the thing about Chris Hooten is we got to a point where we said, on the balance of where we're at at the moment, the likelihood of us staying in the Premier League is probably not particularly high. That's why we should have gambled. But we should have gambled sooner. I don't, I don't yeah. knock his philosophy. I don't knock the way he actually plays the game. But I think what. So you enjoyed watching Chris Hooten football? No, I didn't enjoy it. But I, I, I believe so. I you're not knocking with philosophy, but you no, did enjoy the. the I did oh. no, I didn't enjoy it. And, I, and if you look at the, if you so look you are knocking with philosophy. No, 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 I'm not. Because if you look at the first season, he had ten games which saved us in the Premier League for the first. Amazing before Christmas. Ten unbeaten games yeah. in the Premier League, including that fantastic one. But it was the right time for him to go. That when season he went. was the right time. No, 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 wrong, wrong, oh, wrong, 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 wrong. It's the wrong time for him to go. He should have gone three months sooner. <laughs> he should have gone three months okay, sooner. Okay, because. Okay. Because the point is, is that if we were sitting there and we were in the boardroom and we said, look, boys, it's a gamble. This is a gamble. Yeah. Do we think this man, with the way we're going at the moment, the way the squad's yeah. playing, multiple factors, not knocking him, not knocking his philosophy, it's worked elsewhere. Where, where my head absolutely just, I, I always melt down, was Neil Adams. Because a lot of people said, oh, this guy's done really well. Shouldn't be given the job again. Not be Same as Gunny. Shouldn't, exactly. Same as Gunny. And, 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 and when everyone went, we won 4-0 against Barnsley, remember, under Gunny. Yeah. First game in charge, won 4-0. Yeah. And I remember coming out the ground and people were jumping up and down going, he's the future, he's the Messiah. Brian Dunn, Brian Dunn, Brian, and ex- Brian Dunn. Exactly. And I remember thinking, oh, you people. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, but <laughs> you went to Waitrose. And I just went to Waitrose and I went to the gym aisle. I just hope people don't... I still hope people have not begrudged Ryan because if you're a club That's legend a of course you're going to take yeah but of yeah. course you're going to take the job so I've got a story yeah. about Chris Hewton very briefly which is yeah. which I know was the reason why he should have gone which Russ leaked to me sorry Russ he said to me one of the last things that Chris Hewton said when he walked out the dressing room when they walked out the dressing room was, yeah. wasn't come on let's, let's do this come on it was if we concede yeah. what no 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 no. what are you doing no no no, no yeah if we concede, we're not yeah, going to concede. Yeah, yeah. What are you playing yeah, at? Yeah. For me, yeah. bye-bye. Yeah. I, just, I think it's nice to get behind a philosophy, behind a project. 
Yeah, but Nick's right. There's no identity to the current to the current philosophy. Philosophies are great when they're working. There isn't. I think there is. Investment. Um, we've saved the best to oh, last. Geez, here we go. <laughs> this could get deep. Should we just this leave? Could should, get we just long? Do, should we just do a piece <laughs> of the cam? Yeah. Nick and the camera. Well, I think you know, one thing I'd say about investments, a lot of people say we need investment in the football club, and there's no doubt about it, we do. Yeah. But I think there's a long-term, there needs to be a long-term plan. Yeah. Um, and I don't understand the long-term plan. So we, we know we've got this young You're slightly lad. confused. I think you're confused with everything in, in terms of Norwich City, not life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you might yeah. be confused I don't get with it. life. Oh, no, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm, I'm, but then my background, as you know privately, and your viewers won't know, is not really in the wishy-washy world of... I'm, I'm the, everything I do is business, basically. So mm. there's a plan. These are the results we've got to get. Too if we right. don't get the results, we're out. That's, that's, that's how it is. So I think football's very different. But I think that there needs to be a long-term structure. So people talk about, about the structure of the club. It's going to change just because the two owners, predominant owners, um, are getting on. So mm-hmm. we're going to have, there's going to be something around the corner. Careful what we wish for with investment because we have to look very carefully for the right person to take this football mm-hmm. club forward. And the right person to take this football club forward, I believe, is going to be somebody... Tony Pulis. It's going to be Tony Pulis. <laughs> Pulis. I think it's going to be somebody... Pulis. It's going to be somebody uh, with deep pockets... It's going to be somebody who wants a long-term plan behind yeah. a football club. I think you need to look really carefully about international investors and why they get involved in football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look absolutely. at their business portfolios, why yeah. they're coming into yeah. the game. Sure. I yeah. think it's a really difficult decision to make. I don't think actually it's best served by people who are probably currently around Norwich City with their skill set. These people who go and find these investors work at a top level of international investment. Yeah. They know people... They know hedge fund managers. They know people who are involved and they've got fingers in various pies. And what they say is, listen, you've got a lot of interest over in Asia at the moment. You want something that's going to give you more credibility because you're going into this market. Do you fancy a football club? They'll say, do you know what? I'll I'll have a run on a football club because actually it works this way and that way and this is going to be my long-term plan. It's a big old gamble. And they've done fantastically for our football club. I'm not knocking. If you said to me back at that Colchester game, they are great, that we'd be now having this conversation about this entitlement almost to be knocking on the door of the Premier League, I'd have bitten your hand off and I'd said, Delia Michael, thank you. So I'm not knocking them. I think just now, because of age and because of where we're at as a club, those mm. next steps need to come. And I think there needs to be more youth maybe in the boardroom and a little bit more long-term vision. You we love a bit of Nephew Tom. We love a bit of Nephew Tom. Well, I think it's great. If he's, if he's you know, I'm sure if he's got the, the philosophy to take it forward and he's got the inclination and the will and the drive, but here's my warning, he will need help because the boy's yeah. not got deep pockets. And fans don't know much about him. Football so it'd be great if he could maybe go on to a... He should come. Do you know? Seriously, it. he should come on this podcast. Seriously, mm. he should come on this podcast because I don't know the guy. But what I've heard is he talks really well. Yeah. Um. And he's he's a re- there's no no doubting he's a great and passionate fan, and that will that will work very well with with our fantastic following. Mm. So I think he should come and sit here, and I think everyone will be pleasantly Nick, surprised. Nick, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Euro millions jackpot, yeah. two hundred fifty mil. Yeah. Do you buy the football no, club? I don't be stupid. <laughs> See, I said to, uh, me and my missus had, a, had an argument the other day. Yeah, she's right. She said, "What are you doing investing in the club?" Yeah, I'm investing. I'm all in. Oh, I'm seeing that. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. buying over the football club. Yeah. How much, re- you, how much do you reckon it would cost to buy the football club? By the way, because didn't that Andrew Cullen guy got rejected for a hundred? Yeah, Towergate. Yeah. Well, that's if, oh, it. all depends. How, so, take the Sunderland buyout. Do you really want to talk about this? Yeah, right. By, take the, way, the, su- by take the way, Sunderland shite pipe. <laughs> Coleman, <laughs> Coleman leaving shite pipe. Their only glimmer of hope of getting out of that League One was Chris Coleman. Bye bye. Yeah. They got Jack Rodwell though. 
No, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think take some of them, 120 million pounds worth of debt. It's all about that, you know. But they, yeah. off. They, they, they put it off and they brought somebody else in. So I think it, these these whole things about how much do you need to buy a club, what you need in the long term. I would love to buy Norwich City. I would love to buy Norwich Do you know what I'd love to do? Honestly, I don't think I, I'm not sure if I can do it, but I'm very, very open to the offer from the board. I'd love to sit on the board. <laughs> I'd love to sit on that board. I'd, I'd love, love to board. sit on that board. Would do you know you? what? Yeah, because I'm yeah, not going to fight. Yeah, a bit, bit of passion. Not, table, not fudge around the edges and. Yeah. You know, I I'm I, I I just love to sit on that board. <laughs> I, I, do you know why? Because I think you, I would like you to sit. On I the just board. think you just need a bit of yeah. fire and you need a bit yeah. of variety in there. And absolutely, yeah. But we've I've, got a clickbait title for this podcast now, and you've just provided. Get it. me on that board, Nick Conrad, to <laughs> go for Norwich City. Board. I think yeah, I think yeah. it would be great though, because if the fans got behind the idea, which I don't believe they will. And they and there was a great swell of emotion to try and put me on round the board table. I'm sure the BBC would block it, but let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> you and Rob Butler on the board. Oh, yeah, now that is something I can get behind. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. You just sound sceptical. No, 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 Rob alongside you. No, because I want Rob to stay on the radio. I think he's great. Yeah, right. I think he's great. I love Rob Butler. I, I think want he, Rob to stay on. The I radio. think I want Rob on the radio. No, I'm saying that as a, as a compliment. Yeah, to you guys, yeah, I love absolutely. Him. But I think round the board table, I think that we just need a bit of. We need to think about where we're going for the next 10, 20 years. And probably, actually, what you need round that board table is someone who's a big old matchmaker who will say, "I'm very happy to do this." Who will, who will say, right, my job is to talk, to look, to investigate uh, domestically across Europe and across uh, Asia, people who might be interested in investing. You in don't mean Ed Balls? Are you saying Ed Balls isn't doing that? Ed, Ed Balls, I've got a lot of respect for Ed. And when I speak to him, I think he's a... He's a he speaks well. He speaks well. He's an interesting and charismatic man. I'm not knocking him. Yeah. And I keep my BBC impartiality. But Ed Balls' background is in being a politician and the people that I know who work in this area work at an extremely high level of finance. And they are doing deals all the time. I was talking to one the other day. They're doing amazing deals all the time with people. They sit down with people who are, who are flashing around 500, 600, 700 million pounds. And sometimes it's, it's saying to yeah, someone... Get them in at the club. What are you doing? Well, I'm not You're on the, the board. You're the catalyst. I'm not on the board. Present it to the board. <laughs> if you said to them, they probably want to buy the club. But you, but you don't... People say okay. they, you want to find an investor... Or let's go and bum around Europe and go to various... That's not how it works. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think people accept that. You mentioned there a minute ago entitlement. I think that's a very key factor. We keep going here, well, we should be banging on the playoffs. Why? Why should we? Mm, I agree. Why? Because we think we should. Exactly. Yeah. Are we as good as we think we are? No. Evidently not. I mean, I said... I just I, say and to that, and. Well, I said, I said on and. air, though, I said um, something like Norwich City just are fight. mid-table. It's and, pathetic. And, and everyone, or well not everyone, there's a few people, a handful of people have said, oh, I can't believe he said we're mid-table. Well, we are mid-table. We mid-table. are mid-table. But, it's but not... have we found our place? No. Oh, we've it's got not, loads of potential. It's not we're self-entitlement. A... It's just fight. So mm. Don't just roll over and say, oh, we haven't got the, mm. we haven't got the right to be in the playoffs, It's very Chris. easy to say. Just stop moaning. It's very easy to say, just fight. But if you haven't got the talent, if you haven't got the finance, yeah, but, you can't just yeah. fight. Yeah, but Why entitlement is an excuse. Yeah. The board saying we've not got the entitlement, not that they have said that, but fans saying oh, we've not, we're not entitled to be in the playoffs. Well, no, but no one is. Yeah, no one is. Leicester no yeah. yeah. weren't entitled to win the Premier League. Do you know what? I was a lot more teams have sh- have more reason to be entitled, have a, have a, have a genuine substance to be it's where they are. It's just an excuse. I think, though, if you look at some of the teams that are up there, you know, Chrissy Wilder at Sheffield United. Millwall. Millwall. Look at Millwall, yeah. man. Harris Millwall. Then, Come Mill- on, man. Do you, yeah, but think, do you know what Millwall is? Millwall aren't getting in the playoffs, and Sheffield United yeah, but, four points above but us. But look at Millwall's budget. And look at Accrington probably next year on a budget of £1 million if they're lucky versus oh, £35 million versus Sunderland. What will keep them going is hunger. 
And I yeah, think you need to... so far, you can... I, I, I don't buy into this. Oh, I do. No, I don't. I do. I think you need to find. I think well, it's what she, it can for... get you a certain one. It can get you a certain distance. You're in the little Norwich camp, mix. though, mate. It's a mix. I you're think in you need, the little Norwich you need, camp. You need a mixture of skill, investment, but I think you need some hungry players. I'm not in the. I'm not in the little Norwich camp. You're saying we're not entitled. With this current setup, I think we've sure. found our place. If we get more investment, I think we'll, we can fly. This current setup, we found our place. I just we'll think do you very well. Are you using that word? You limit ambition. But, but boys, are you saying because there's two? Look at this, are, we're flying here, aren't we? Yeah, but it's interesting. Are we saying there's two ways of getting out of the championship? One is to. By the way, Wolves haven't spent as much, much money as people think on transfers and wages. Yes, but there's yeah, two ways to get out: money and buying your way out of the yeah. league, or doing a, a Millwall or a Sheffield United. I know I don't think either of them are actually depart the, the division this year. And just through sheer hunger, drive, determination, and I don't know what. Okay. Je ne sais quoi, they click. I you think look, they're the two ways to get out. You look at they? the top six, maybe excluding Cardiff. Um, Wolves spent a ton. Yeah. Aston Villa spent a ton. Derby spent a yeah. ton. Yeah. Middlesbrough oh, spent Derby, a ton. Hilarious. The, gonna... the only yeah. pattern in that top six, except for Cardiff, who have done brilliantly, and that's probably yeah. all down to a, a system that works. Yeah. We talk about that philosophy. Mm. They've got a philosophy. Yeah. 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 All of the others, money. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the only. Yeah. We talk about Millwall. Yeah. They're not getting in the playoffs. Yeah, I respect done well. that. Yeah. Sheffield United. They're not getting in the playoffs. I respect yeah. that. Preston. Not getting in the playoffs. Yeah, but they're in and around it. But then, the, but then, if we're saying how do we get money, <laughs> the only way in the long term we can get money, what we're really saying in conclusion to this is, you can't just keep selling players like James Madison. No. So the reality is, what we need is new investment in the club. Yeah. And how is that investment going to come into the club? What does it look like? Well. I don't know, but I think that there needs to be a project underway right now to try and identify what that might be. How about when... I'm sure there is. How about when Nephew Tom comes on the podcast one day, we'll ask him the question. We'll just ask him straight up. What? Investment. We'll just say investment. Just let him talk. And walk out. Just walk out. You should ask us to him. I don't don't know about him. I'm not knocking him. But the reality is, is that I don't think he has deep pockets I don't think he's a multi multi-millionaire in his own right and actually do you know in, if you look at Dean Smith he's got Norwich in his blood and I oh, love that's great. that that's and great. that's so important oh, of course it is yeah of course him it is. sitting alongside someone very rich and wealthy good combo yeah you yeah well no <laughs> I haven't got any money but I think it's got, on, it's you, got... you invested in these heroes yeah. come on yeah. <laughs> that's the value of the squad but I think I think to find that to find that right person that right mix at Boardroom the reality is though if you brought in somebody who said I want to buy out Norwich City Football Club they'll want to kick everyone out and they'll want to bring in mm. their own people they'll want to do it in their own way but I do think I think the problem with Norwich is you talk about little old Norwich maybe little old Norwich in a certain way because we don't think about how we are moving forward and I think and this is not for tonight but people looking and investing in the club they might say things like alright Carrow Road that looks like a great site mm. for development and the NDR, let's do a tie-up deal. You with, love the NDR. Oh, I love it. Yeah, oh, it's because yeah, you've been banging yeah, yeah. on about it for four years. Tie-up deal with an arena, a hotel, a retail park. What is it? This is the kind of thing. This is the thing they might be talking about. I mean, I know you guys are you're puffing out your cheeks and you think this is a load of old crap. But I think that's that's the kind of thing you've got to talk about. That's what they're talking about if you want to go across to Shanghai. They're not talking about oh, I love Norwich City and aren't they wonderful? Never heard of Norwich City. Do you know what they uh, care about? They care about the fact it's close to London. Yeah, sure. I bet they care about the Yarmouth Harbour though. Lots of development what going the hell on there. Holiday Inn, casino. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. yeah. You know they're bringing cruise ships into Yarmouth now. I do indeed. Yeah, By the way, £20 up in the casino last time again. Yeah. Don't gamble, children. Uh, Nick, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think we're going to have to get you on again. Oh, I'll um, happily come back. Listen, can I say something about this podcast, though? Oh, go on. Before we, uh, we leave it. I wanted to come on this podcast because 
I think the passion that you demonstrate is refreshing. And I listen to a lot of podcasts from the grand old team through to this bizarre one. I was listening to Sheffield United the other day. And I love this one because I think it's honest. I think it's refreshing. I think, I no one speaks on behalf of the fans, but this is as close, as, you, you, you guys and Rob, it's close as it gets to really getting an idea of what the fans are talking about. And I bloody love it. That's very kind. Oh, I Nick. think it's great. That's got really, almost as emotional really as entertaining. We haven't paid you enough to say that. No, no. I don't care. I think it's really entertaining. I'm Top right, man, behind, right behind Top you. Top man. So um, continue. Um, thanks for plugging us in Radio Norfolk as well. I'll keep plugging away. Don't you worry. Good man. Good old boy. See you later.